Showtime, Sean Smith, and you're listening to The Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Billy, will you put some dirt on my dog? No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. And this is inside, or actually, this is not inside Florida Racing. This is Dirt World on Real Race in USA. It's June the 3rd, and it's time for Billy and Joe. That's exactly right, Jack. And uh, once again, uh, we welcome everybody to our Wednesday night installment of our Dirt Motorsports Talk Show. And we call it Dirt World, and it is not inside Florida Racing. But if you want it to be, we can make it that next Monday, Jack. <laughs> That's my good buddy, Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt. Man, we've been off... Uh, a couple of weeks now, and man, what a pleasure to be back on board. I'm up. Yes, you are. Just like Monday, carrying that right over, man, <laughs> from trackside tonight. But uh, this, of course, is RealRacingUSA.com's premier motorsports talk show, and we're certainly glad to be bringing it your way here on a Wednesday night. Billy? This is the only show where you can get some dirt on your face. Yes, indeed. And we want you to get some dirt all over that dog, and you can do that this weekend. A lot of big racing coming up, of course. Uh, before we get into all of that, let me just tell you a little bit about what's about to happen tonight. Matt Hartley, young man out of St. Augustine, Florida, finally ended the dry spell here in 2009 at Volusia Speedway Park on Saturday night, driving the Hedrick-powered number 99 Matt number Hartley. Number 66. His, well, I his was car number is 99. Uh, uh, that's right. <laughs> were you looking at it upside down? <laughs> you know, I did that to Donnie Moran one year. Yeah. I was on track doing on-track introductions. You called it number 99? Yeah. Or no, 66? I called it the 66. And Donnie Moran looked at me and said, that's a 99. I, well, told you, I know, I know. You're correct because Matt Hartley, his yeah, car is on 99. 99. That's right. This the guy, Team Hedrick car is 66. That's right. They flipped it around. But we'll talk to Matt Hartley as well as, of course, Jacksonville's driver of the number 7S. This is the McDonald's modified. And again, talking about ending dry spells, committing to racing at Volusia Speedway Park in the modified division. Ronnie Chance will join us tonight. Man, Ronnie, what a pleasure to talk to him in Victory Lane, but he has finally found what it takes at Volusia Speedway Park. Ronnie Chance is a great race car driver, and he gets around, and he races good at all places, and I hated to see us get rained out at Ocala last Friday because Ronnie yeah. Chance was making the move for there. Yep. He's going to run with us there on Friday, and I believe he's going to make the commitment to run with you guys at Volusia, but I believe it's his third time at Volusia this year, yep, yep. and it took three times for him to find Ricky Lane, yep. and I don't think it's his last win of the year. Ronnie Chance is a great race car driver. I mean, we'll talk he, to him in a little bit. He bested guys like, of course, uh, Jimmy Carter, yep. uh, who ran very well, Larry Birkins in that 54, and Dale Murray, man, coming into his own in that number 66, ran uh, up front all night long, but uh, it, it Ronnie earned every inch of that you, If you win a feature race at Volusia, it don't really matter what class it is except for the Thunderstocks. You're doing something. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You're, you're doing something. I mean, look at Matt. Let's talk about Matt Harley for a second. I know we're going to have more in a little bit, but look at Lawton Minshew was second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler Ivey with a 362 ran third. But, yeah. you know, the thing about it is Lawton Minshew had a great run. Yeah. Either one of those three guys knocks it down this weekend, and neither one of them has won there yet this year, being a first-time winner yeah. anyway. So, yeah. you know, you look at it that way. And same way, Ronnie Chance, him and Jimmy Carter had a great race side-by-side. Side. Rob Underwood had a little fade, and yeah. the car went away. We know Jason Davis wasn't there, and Jimmy Carter wasn't there, but you'll see them all there this week for a 1,000 to win for the mod Saturday yep, night there. Absolutely. But Matt Harley, I mean, quietly getting it done is what I like to say about this guy, and he did that on Saturday night out of Volusia Speedway Park. And, and another big part of local news that I think we're going to cover here real briefly, Billy, and I still need to show you this, but on the cover of the June edition of Dirt Lake Model Magazine, it is Ocala, Florida's Ivan and Lloyd. And that is really cool. Ivan and finally making the big time with two uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts Southern All-Stars uh, uh, championships. 
He also has, of course, six National Late Model Series championships. The guy has finally arrived. He's on the cover in the, the actual feature story in the June edition of Dirt Late Model. Pick that up when you can. I would at Lloyd is a, uh, talking about great racers. He's a great racer as well. and uh, He finally gets he finally got uh, some publicity that he's been deserving for a long time. But he had, he had a string of bad luck in the beginning. He got uh, got wrecked. Yeah, I'd say he was in an instant, but he got wrecked at the Lucas Oil race at Screven. Josh McGuire wrecked him, and he's uh, kind of had Ivan down a little bit. But he's been driving the sod rocket for uh, yeah. the, the sod ride or whatever he calls it for uh, for David Clegg. Take a look at that. He'll be running uh, this weekend, this Friday night. He'll be, he'll be running the Powell Memorial. Now, he usually he don't get to run the Powell because he usually uh, puts a car up for the Prelude to the Dream for David Rudiman. So this year he is going to run the Powell. He's going to drive the Clegg car on uh, on Friday night, and then we look forward to that. And so uh, he'll have a chance to win the Powell Memorial, which is something he hasn't been able to do for a while because of the Dream. And, and that's, of course, his home racetrack. Talking about the dream, let's kind of shift gears onto the national level. Uh, tonight, of course, the HBO pay-per-view, the uh, third annual prelude to the dream was supposed to take place. Uh, this, of course, is uh, uh, Sprint Cup drivers and NHRA drivers that get strapped into full-blown uh, big block dirt modifieds. And, of course, they race around Tony Stewart's Eldora Motor Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio. That rain has canceled that event until September 9th. So September 9th, they'll do that. The dream will go on without a prelude, uh, and that, of course, is one of the majors for the uh, national touring late models that you see all over the country. So that'll take place on Saturday night. But the prelude to the dream, that's rescheduled for September 9th. You know, you had a feeling that the weather was going to be bad for them. Um, I saw the rain was moving in, and, and they were, when you start talking about it on your website about uh, yesterday, they were talking about the cancellation or whatever, so you knew that, you know, last year they did everything they could to get it in, and they did. They got it in, but the, they were worried about the racetrack. Remember, it rained two days up before that. But I think canceling the show was not a bad deal. You put it now, it's going to put it right before they run the World 100. And I, sure, sure. And I think now it puts a little more prestige on that World 100 race, even though the, the Dream pays hundred grand. But, you know, you have 200 cars there for the world where you only have 100 cars for the Dream. Talking to Rick Esselman this afternoon, you're right. Rick said, man, there were 25,000 people here ready to watch this yeah. event. HBO pulled in last night, started pulling cable, setting up equipment, getting their cameras all dialed in. They had to tear it down this afternoon when they made the call. 25,000 spe- spectators. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, Joe. You, you, this deal, this dream race, everybody wants to win the world. And I know a lot of guys said they want to win the dream. The dream pays 100000 The world's probably going to pay 40000 right, right, a right. year or whatever. Yeah, under fifty for but, sure. But you think about it, the, the world gets 200 race cars entered yep. where the dream might only get 100 or 80 or somewhere in that nature. So that's what I'm saying. Why not, if they moved it on like they did, yeah, they could have probably done it Monday or Tuesday, but why not put it nah, in yeah, front of the world? And, and, you, and you see what happens here. You have a lot more. You may see different cars show up for this well, deal you now. Might, but my, my question is this. I mean, this is not a hard contractual commitment for these cup drivers. No. This is all, of course, racing for charity yeah. uh, with Tony Stewart. How many of these guys are actually going to return? And the question is, where is the Sprint Cup on that weekend? We'd have to take a look at that deal. Let's do that. But I believe that I don't think it'd be a problem with the Michigan? way he, he, he probably, yeah, he probably set him up with that deal already. They, I'm certain they consider that. Yeah, he had to. He had to. I mean, you got 20. That's what's most important. He had his biggest entry list yet. He had yeah. 25 drivers committed this yeah, time. Yeah, so and I mean and I saw a thing on the internet where it said he he was asking for no, for nobody to ask for autographs since everybody was doing it on their own time. Sure, sure. But I'm sure they had a look at that. That's probably one of the reasons why they put it till September too. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. I don't know where they're racing in September. Well, we'll look that up as the night progresses, or maybe our uh, our producer, uh, amazing producer Jack Smith, can do that for us. Where the Sprint Cup drivers will be on the weekend of September 9th. Um, 
want you to be a part of the program, folks. It's so simple to do. If you have your email, you got it all dialed in. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast on your computer. All you got to do is go to your Yahoo email or any Yahoo and just punch in dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. All common spelled dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Be a part of the program tonight. Let us know what's going on in your racing world. Perhaps uh, uh, you've got a question or comment from Matt Hardley as we get him on the line. Ronnie Chance, of course, the driver of the 7S. And we failed to mention, of course, the driver of the double zero, uh, the Deleon Springs Destroyer, we like to call him, Sean Doherty, picking up yet another win in his sportsman. What a competitive class out there at Volusia. We, but, have, a, uh, we have a pretty good lineup tonight. Yeah, we're, we're going to get Sean on the We're going to try to talk to Mike Peterson a little bit, too, about the 14th annual Pal Memorial Friday night. This is a big one. Absolutely. That's going to be a big one, and that's a, a big topic, topic of tonight's program, Billy, the 14th annual Powell Memorial, this being only the second one uh, in as many years on dirt. Uh, you guys have well over 40 cars pre-entered, uh, expecting somewhere certainly between 40 and 50, but uh, this thing just continues to gain popularity. And take a minute, and, and Billy, of course, growing up in that region of the state, tell us what the Powell Memorial is all about. Powell Memorial, uh, a lot of people don't understand, or if you don't know, I'm sure everybody does. It's the 14th annual one, and every year we talk about the same thing. But uh, when I was growing up there and I was a kid, James Powell used to race at the racetrack, and his, his folks owned the track. And uh, uh, back, um, I guess it's been about 14, 15 years ago, James lost his twin daughters and his dad and, you know, some fair, uh, several family members in a plane crash right outside of Gainesville. And uh, ever since then, the, you know, the Powell Memorial, to me, I think uh, – on asphalt, the first few years when it was when it paid good money, I think that's one of the toughest ones. I mean, I mean, hell, David Rudiman won the Pal Memorial like twice. Uh, Freddie Creary's won the winners, and you know Wayne Anderson, uh, Doughboy Williams won it on asphalt. You know, but you look back at the, the history of the Pal Memorial. I think the Pal Memorial has been one of the best races around the South for a long time. It's drawn a lot of big names, and for now, for it to be on dirt, and now to see the big names in dirt hit it as well. This Friday will be, uh, I've talked to around 40, 45 drivers that said, yes, we'll be there, or yes, we plan on being there. So you may have some that may decide later in the week they're not going to go. One of the things that set this transition off a little bit bad for, for us, and we shall see on Friday, was uh, a few weeks ago the National 8-Mile Sports and Race got rained out in Albany, and uh, Ray Miller rescheduled that show for this Saturday, which uh, to me seems like he's scheduled on top of us because now you got – you may have some guys that are in the top five or, or so in his points that won't come on Friday night because they're afraid they might get their tough stuff. Wait a minute, back up. Tore up. You have been involved in promoting and scheduling races uh, for several years now, certainly more over the last two seasons than any time. I mean, let's give Ray the benefit of the doubt. He, he certainly, I don't think he's going to maliciously do this on top of you. Certainly he didn't do anything for a Friday night, and that's the best thing, but Saturday night in Albany, still doable for many of these drivers to jump on 75 and run north. However... I can certainly see your point, but you have to kind of take into consideration maybe that's all Albany had available. Well, well let, me, let me just put it this way. If you look at his schedule, there could have been a different date. He could have put it up, but we weren't racing that weekend either. Okay, okay. Um, but that's, what, that's all I'm saying. I mean, like, well, of course. I'm rescheduling the races right now for Oglethorpe and, and Screven. Right, right. And I, and I took the common courtesy to look at his schedule and make sure that the dates I'm looking at, he's not racing. Sure. Okay, and and also too with Frankie, Frankie's not racing that Golden Isles. All I'm saying is, I don't know that they took the. Maybe they did look at the schedule and saw, and maybe they realized what they were doing. Maybe they maybe they felt in their mind they could take cars from us 
that some I don't of the, think that's going to happen. Their guys would, well, I think they are. I think they're, we're definitely going to lose three or four of their top-name guys that are up there in their points that are not going to come because they don't want to take a chance. And i tell you another thing, too, Joe, Saturday night, East Bay's race for 2000 to win. Yeah. So you probably got three or four guys that are at the top of their points that might not make it either. They don't want to take a chance on tearing their stuff up at well, the pound. Talking about East Bay, I mean, that's another local racetrack. You know, you sprinkle that in, of course, with Volusia, Ocala, and East Bay. Three tracks that work well together. I mean, now we got to back up and say, all right, who scheduled the Powell on top of East Bay? Who, who scheduled East Bay, you know, the same weekend as the Powell? Late models, regular late model show. I completely see your point. These, these drivers that are locked into perhaps a, a championship not wanting to take a chance because, let's face it, East Bay and Ocala, two completely different racetracks, two completely different setups, and, and, and you can really lose some equipment at either of those two racetracks. However, I think this just comes with, with racing. I mean, it's, what are you it's do? almost the same setup, but I will tell you something, and, and, and I beg to differ with you because I, I'm going to say like this right here. I think the problem here is, Joe, is that uh, East Bay Raceway is raced for 2,000 to win, and, yeah, this is probably the first time in a long time that Ray Miller's been to Albany, but this is the 14th annual Powell Memorial. It happens every year at the same time, which is the first Friday in June. Well, then you guys got that going for you. Yes, you see what I'm saying. Yes, so, of course I do. So, I mean, I may be a little, I may be, I may be sitting here and saying it's their fault. You know, it may be Ray Miller's fault. It, it may be, uh, but I think to be honest with you, with Volusia not running late models on Saturday, this That's was the best part about it. This was the best time for East Bay to have their 2,000 win late model because the guys that go to that go to maybe that's why they figured it. I think their 2,000 win race was scheduled before Ray re- rescheduled his deal. You see what I'm saying? So I think what happened was East Bay said, hey, hell, them guys are going to be at Ocala on Friday. If we're race, they're racing for 5000 there, why not just put something together for Saturday and they'll head right down here. And that's what they're going to do. There's five or six guys that are going to make the trip, that are going to make the trip Saturday to East Bay, and there's probably more than that that's going to make the trip to Albany because they were already there and already paid their entry fee. I got you. Talk about, you, you, you talked about these are two similar setups. I, I don't know about that. I mean, you certainly much well, more well-versed in a setup of a late model and certainly the preparation of a dirt track, but... Man, looking at those two surfaces, you wouldn't think that was the case, would you? Well, we get a lot of the we get a lot of the guys that make the transition from East Bay to Ocala on Friday. Sure, yeah, I know you do. You know, we get we get more than more of them guys than probably do for the Volusia guys. But you know, it, it's hard to say. But all I'm saying is, it's five grand. It's it's five yeah. it's five thousand to win. And and who in their right mind don't want to race for five thousand? Of course. If you don't if you don't care to be the winner of the Powell Memorial, which is the 14th annual, which is one of the crown jewels, and prestige with this thing. Thank you. I mean, at least you want the five grand. This is the yeah. this is without a doubt the second highest paying race outside of a speed week race that True. we that we offer in the state of Florida. True. We have that five thousand win race, and we have ten thousand Henry County, the last race. Yep. These are the two highest paying races amongst the, the Thompson Memorial, which then pays uh, thirty eight hundred. Sure, sure. So I mean, I don't know. I like I said, don't I'm not I'm not sitting here bashing Ray Miller. And I'm not bashing. Well, you bring up a good yeah, point. I'm not it needs to be brought up. But I'm telling you, when I looked at my, the first thing I did when I was trying to reschedule a race, I knew it was in September, and I didn't sure. want to step on him. You know, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if the guys want to work together, you know, we've been through it. Absolutely. I called Ray Miller at the beginning of the year and asked him. But yeah. you know what? You know, it's one of them deals where I don't think they're racing nowhere next weekend. Why couldn't yeah. he just reschedule it all, Benny Race, for, for the 13th of June yeah. instead of the 6th of June? Well, let's take this a step further. How many drivers that you know of will have any kind of chance at all uh, or have any stake in actually racing the Powell at Ocala Friday night and then rolling up north to Albany? Do you have any guys that any Jason indication? Jason Fitzgerald. Who else? Uh, Brandon Cameron. Brandon Cameron, okay. I'm sure if Brandon makes it on Friday. I've heard he's coming. I'm not for sure. But, I mean, Johnny Collins. 
I mean, yeah, these yeah. guys were already at Albany when it got rained yeah. out. Patrick Williams, Sean Patrick Smith. Patrick Williams, right? Uh, all them guys were already at Albany when it got rained out. So, so, I mean, these are guys that are willing to bite the bullet and give this thing a try. Well, you know, you know the, the thing is, Joe, and, you know, the, the key is here Friday, and, and the, the pressure's on me. You know, I have to let them understand that, you know, let's, I want a great race Friday night. I want them do. side by side. I want them three wide That's for the lead. Not only for race. me, but for people in the grandstand. That's what I want it for. For the four or five thousand, how many other people may show up and are standing on their feet watching? I want a great race, but I don't want to tear their stuff up either because I want somebody to be able to, t- to take advantage and win the five thousand on Friday and maybe go somewhere and win the three, the three thousand on Saturday or even win the two thousand East Bay on Saturday night. Sure. You know, because this is a big payday weekend for somebody. You know, but like I said, I want them to race. I want them to be door hound, door handle. I just think the biggest key is here, patience. And I think 75 laps. I think if you if you over try to drive the car in the first 10 laps, I think we're going to have problems. But you know, I think it's going to be a good race. There's no doubt about it. That's a good one. Of course, the Grand Richmond Richmond is a uh, 9:12 is where they are. The NASCAR boys. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a Saturday night. I don't understand. 9:11 is a Friday, of course, and 9:12 is a Saturday. That's the Chevrolet Rock and Roll at Richmond. So they're gonna run this on a Thursday night. The the, the prelude night, the prelude to be yeah that be that be a Wednesday night. Wednesday night okay okay so they they could probably do it. Sure they could. I mean well, these guys are hopping on their jets and their yeah. helos and everything else. So okay so Richmond is where the Sprint Cup races on the September 11th weekend. Yeah that's uh, right. The ninth of course the re- scheduled rain date for. Uh, the prelude to the dream at Eldora. So, hey, want to take a moment and talk about uh, one of the friends of Dirt World and Trackside tonight and all the uh, shows heard exclusively here on RealRacingUSA.com. Patrick Sheltra, he is going to strap into back into the ARCA Remax Challenge uh, Series. Of course, 23-year-old driver is going to make his sixth start at Pocono this weekend. And, look, I know it's ARCA, but this is Patrick Sheltra, Bill. Okay. Uh, Patrick. You didn't hear me say nothing. No, but I know, man. I try to stay away from that. That's our homeboys, huh? We can talk about him. You're right. You're exactly right. You just have to say, you you, you still ain't said the key word. Pocono's asshole. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I just just earned it for you, man. (laughs) That's my bad, Jack Smith. That's all right. I'll pay my quarter this week. Yeah, click. But, uh, hey, watch that, folks. The Arca Remax Challenge Series, that's going to take place on Saturday. Uh, Patrick Sheltra looking for a good run. His sixth. Start and, Nobody uh, gives a damn by that asphalt race. He's so only got just get on with it. Two top 15s. Just finish what you're going to say and get on with it. Nobody effort, cares about that damn asphalt race. Best ever was 11th in August back in 2007. And uh, qualifying's not been a downfall for the uh, driver. It's still four top 15 qualifying runs, including the best of ninth in the summer of 07. He says, you know, Are you almost I, like, done? I like Pocono, but it doesn't like me. So we'll watch. Are you almost done or you need 30 more seconds? Patrick Sheltra. Hey, you keep going and I will break out F1 news. Hey, I know I can do that here. But I will tell you that since you're on the asphalt uh, thing, I want to say on uh, we did talk about this Monday at on uh, trackside tonight. Uh, New Smyrna had a big loss with Peggy from the tower. Uh, one of my favorite people at New Smyrna Speedway. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of heart-wrenching, but like we always talk about, when you lose somebody in the racing business that we all know as a family, I mean, it, it, it goes, uh, it hurts for a while. And um, she was always good to us, Joe, every time we went there. Oh, definitely. She was always good to us, and, um, you know, um, just want to say my heart's out for New Smyrna Speedway, and they will never replace her, that's for sure. No doubt. No doubt. 
The world of outlaw sprint cars continues. Dirt. Very, We're talking dirt now. A very successful 2009 season. And they've competed at Lawrenceburg Speedway six times over the years. Uh, this weekend, they're going to visit to the track, and it'll seem like the first time for most of the drivers. Now, it will be the first time at the facility since the track was completely reconfigured, Billy, from a tight quarter mile to a three-eighths mile, along with uh, vast renovations to the entire property and all the grounds of the racetrack. Now, it's a two-night event on Friday, June 5th, and Saturday, June 6th. It's going to pay ten grand to win each night, and, uh, uh, and of course, two complete nights of racing. They visited Lawrenceburg for the first time way back in 1979 with 20-time series champion and, of course, Indiana native Steve Kinzer. He picked up the inaugural win in that event, and the series returned two years later with three-time series titleist, the man Sammy Swindell, picking up the win there. So after 20 years, uh, over 20-year absence, the series, they returned to Lawrenceburg back in 2003. My God, get on with it. And it was Paul McMahon picking up a win. Danny Smith, one of the original outlaws, he won it in 2004. Craig Kinzer, he was the victorious uh, winner at the track in his home state in 2005. And the wild child, Jack Hardenshield, won a thriller over Joey Saldana and Craig Delansky in 2006, the last time the series visited the track. So watch that, folks. That's at Lawrenceburg Speedway in Indiana, a uh, completely refig- reconfigured racetrack from a uh, quarter mile to three-eighths mile for the World of Outlaws sprint cars this Friday and Saturday night. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to That's be okay. a jerk <laughs> like I was Monday. No, no you're not going to do that with me. Uh, you know that ain't going to happen. Either way, I'll unplug your mic in a minute. I know. You know, know that. All right, folks, I'll tell you what. We've got about eight minutes before the hour. Check in the email right now, and we want you to be a part of the program. Simple to do. Go to your Yahoo email and just uh, go to the Yahoo mail and type in Dirt World Show at yahoo.com. That's Dirt World Show at yahoo.com. Be part of the program. Matt Hartley coming up next. Daryl Padgett, driver of the number 46 Wells Brothers Farms Ford, and you're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy on Dirt World. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. What do you do with a master's degree in art history? You get a nose ring and pour coffee for a living. Pour it on now. Why is it called a latte? Maybe because it costs a latte. And it takes a latte time to make. A whole lot of latte. Someone ordered a cappuccino? Step aside. Let the man who works the milk farmer take over. Step aside. Sure, you charge five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's putting that tip jar out that takes real guts. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, guru of the ground roast. It's not the caffeine that gives us the buzz. It's you. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop. Bud Light beer at Isaac Bush for Collins. 
Colorado. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. So with Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. RealRacingUSA.com with my good buddy Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt, and as we promised, we ain't friends no more. Stop the best friends, man. The owner of Ocala Motor Speedway, of course, America's dirt track, gearing up for perhaps the biggest race of the 2009 season coming up this Friday night. Of course, the 14th annual Powell Memorial. Mike, how are you, sir? You you don't you don't have you, you don't have Mike. Who we got? <laughs> you got Ronnie Chance. Oh, oh man! Wow. Okay, you just wasted a wait, good open. That was real good. Now here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're Mike's, gonna... said, Mike's sitting there listening, going, "I ain't on the phone with you. I want you to, want you to can that, Jack, because I'm not saying again. We'll play that when we get Mike on. <laughs> you got it. 
Good Lord. Ronnie Chance out of Jacksonville, Florida, driver of, of course, the number seven S, the McDonald's sponsored modified, uh, his third race in 2009 at Volusia Speedway Park on Saturday night. Finally finds victory lane over uh, what appeared to be a, a ultra competitive crowd in the modified division. Ronnie, thanks for being with us, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Ronnie, we've watched you out there at Volusia here, uh, a handful of races in 2009, of course, committing to, to this racetrack. It's really a pleasure to watch you out there. Know you raced up in North Florida uh, quite a bit up there and, and finally graduated to the big half mile. How different is it to pick up your first win at Volusia versus any other dirt track in Florida? Is it that significant? Well, yes, it is, really. Um, the, you know, the cars are set up so much. They're different than they're not they're different. Not different. That applies from uh, from one track to the other. It just Volusia changes a lot, which is good. Uh, I enjoy it. I like a dry slick track. It'll go from being real tacky and and fast to dry slick and and uh, out of control when you you just got to find that happy medium and be able to adjust your car and you know and and, and just you know get I guess get to the front and hopefully get a good draw. Sure, and Ronnie, talking about the racetrack itself, certainly in the hot lap session early in the afternoon, you saw how dry and dusty this thing was. You know, the track crew was kind of, uh, I don't know, apprehensive about applying too much water, which you can certainly understand with all the rain they've had. But I know it had just about everybody scratching their head when you finally found yourself running as well as you did, obviously made the right choices. And was that choice predominantly tires for you? Well, um, a little bit. Uh, I started off the nine on some Ds and uh, knew quickly that we was going to wind up probably on a harder tire. It, uh, it started eating the Ds up pretty quick. Uh, matter, matter of fact, it, it ate them up in the in the warm-ups. And then I wow. thought to myself, I said, well, you know, I probably need to be on a, a harder tire. And then, like you said, the track kind of, it chunked a little bit and got got dusty and uh, they wet it and it, it sealed up. And, and uh, by no means is that a bad thing. I mean, it, it worked worked out great for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I went on a harder tire, and uh, I thought back. Jason Fitzgerald's a good friend of mine. I thought back some things that he told me to do uh, down there at that track and and other tracks. And uh, right before the feature, put it into effect and made a lot of changes in it. It uh, it worked out my you know my my side. Before Saturday night, had you ever won a feature race at Volusia before? No, sir. I've honestly only raced there three times, and before the three times I've been there this year. I'd only visited the track just as a spectator twice in my life. Um, so this and, is actually uh, Saturday night was your was like your third race ever there. Yes, correct. So three races in your victory lane. Yes, sir. This uh, is bad for some of them competitors. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got some guys you know, been there three years and don't know where victory lane is at. Right. You've been there three races and you're sitting in That's it. That's right, Ronnie. We've I've been blessed, I tell you, and um, I raced for some great people when have a lot of good friends in, in dirt racing that helps me out over the telephone and at the track a lot of times and it uh you know it's just i always tell everybody i just i got lucky and uh, i'd rather be lucky than good any day not lucky <laughs> okay Ronnie, well, you, you you talked about reaching out to different people just now and of course uh, one of those guys is jason fitzgerald up around the region of That's the state the or, exactly up around the region of the state where you're from uh what kind of changes did he or advice did he give you obviously that was set up advice don't tell him ronnie I was, I was just thinking about that old that's a, that's classified information deal. <laughs> All right, buddy. But it is good and, uh, to be able to reach out like that. Yeah, it is. I tell you, it's, uh, Jason's a really good friend, and Ronnie Blair, his uncle, that's crew chiefing for him, and and even Kenny Blair. Kenny Blair was there racing Saturday night with us in the modifieds. I used to right. drive for Kenny, and okay. uh, Kenny's taught me a lot about throttle control, and that's that's probably. 
the biggest thing that's helped me out with my success in the Modified. Uh, we don't have the biggest motor in the world. We had a, a big motor at the end of last year that we took to Eldora in October and um, uh, been up to Illinois and Ohio and all kind of stuff. And the the big motors just, to me, hadn't really helped me none. So, right. you know, I, I kind of went back to what Kenny Kenny taught me. You know, you don't need all that horsepower with that small of a tire, and especially if the track's going to be slick. Sometimes you're better off on the, a lot less motor and uh, throttle control. Now, since you've been there three times, you found Victory Lane once. Is this some place that we will find you probably on a weekly basis? Or? Well, I hope so. Uh, like I said, I drive for um, I drive for a guy named Bill Van Zandy and Don Wilson in, in St. Augustine. And that, that actually, that St. Augustine's where I live too, not Jacksonville. But, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Ronnie. Okay, that's, I'm sorry. that's all right. No offense. Well, hey, no, he called you Mike Peters before you before you hey, knew who he was. <laughs> See, you don't yeah. know what happened on hold, my uh, Ronnie. So you know. Well, I need some credit here. Go ahead. Well, you, you caught me sleeping, really, when you called, because I heard y'all talking about asphalt racing, and it put right. me right to sleep. Yeah, baby. And uh, so, uh, that yeah, I would, I would love to race at Volusia uh, a lot more than what we have this year. I mean, I don't know how many races y'all have run so far, but the, one of the guys I race for physically works at North Florida Speedway. Okay. And when I get to race, it's basically when he's not working there. So okay. it, it's uh, one of those deals. I got a late model deal working uh, with Wheeler, and hopefully we'll get to run some United Dirt late model races before it's over with, and, and run some just local Volusia races as well. So this uh, Saturday's a thousand win at Volusia. Will we definitely find you there after last week's big win, or if, if, if well, North Florida races, will they find you back there? Or? Well, this Saturday, my thousand win. She graduates from high school. So. Uh, I'm going to spend Saturday and Saturday night with uh, with my daughter and family. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a once in a lifetime thing there. So. Yeah, so that's that's definitely very important. But I believe we'll be at North Florida next weekend, and then as soon as we can get back to Volusia, that is that is definitely our plans. I like I like racing with a lot of the guys that are down there, and I like the track, I like the speed. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a good place to race, and I've always wanted to race there, just never had the opportunity. Ronnie, you talked about racing in the UMP ranks in Illinois and throughout the Midwest, Indiana, and what have you, uh, when you were speaking of the big motor. Uh, you know, we're looking at well over 100 cars during the Alltel Dirt Car Nationals, and these are guys that certainly you have raced with up throughout the Midwest. Have you guys ever considered perhaps trying to make some of the UMP modified shows during February Evolution? Well, yes, we have. We wanted to this year. Um, was waiting on some engine stuff. Didn't get to make it. And uh, actually, my my car owner he went down and helped you know help down at the track there with the sprint cars while they were running those this year. But yeah, we we would love to, um, you know, wherever they run them and whenever they run them, we we would love to be there and definitely want to come down during speed weeks and run up against Schrader and you know Wallace and all them guys. I raced against Schrader uh, a couple years ago up at I fifty five Speedway with the same exact matter of fact. The car wow. I drove Saturday night is thirteen years old. It's a thirteen year old modified called a Racer's Edge. And yep, it's, heard of that uh, one, sure. And um, Marvin Burton builds them and it's it's we're scared. I have a shark car too, um okay. from Ronnie Blair and it's really fast too, but we're we're scared to buy anything else. Um yeah. for fear that it might not work as good as this thing. But yes, uh, to answer the question I would I would love to come there and run some speed week stuff and um and I'd love to run every weekly show that I could. Love to see you there. Talk about uh, some of the sponsorships. Uh, rarely are we able to to see a uh, you know a company like McDonald's on the side of a local uh, short track car to be able to have that kind of sponsorship. That doesn't hurt you too much either. Well, it's not a national thing. Uh, Bill Van Zanny, which is the half owner of the racing stuff, right. 
right. He uh, he owns the McDonald's in St. Augustine. Those franchises there. Okay, good deal. And so it's it's that's a great help. And then Don Wilson, he's the other owner, and uh, he's a retired uh, state police officer from Illinois. So that's the reason I get to go back to Illinois or go to Illinois and race. That's his home. Right. Uh, he's got a lot of friends that sprint car race and modified race, and so we we try to go up there uh, once a year and run run some races. The uh, the Eldora race I spoke of earlier, we ran there in October. There was 128 cars showed up for that, uh, wow. modifieds, and uh, yeah. that was oh, yeah. that was just an absolute blast. Had, another had one plagued with ignition problems, but we'll be back. Uh, another one, of course, uh, being a, a seasoned modified driver and certainly familiar with the Midwest races. Uh, have you ever considered the uh, Super Nationals out in Boone, Iowa, or ever, have you ever attended that one as a spectator? Have not been there at all, but yeah, love to go there and. Boy, that's give it a shot racing or or uh, spectating, but we have um, we have a lot of plans. It's kind of hit and miss with uh, where we're going to get to go and and stuff like that. But yeah, there's we have a lot of things that we would love to go and do with the modified and uh, a lot of big races we'd love to go and and try to make and and hopefully uh, hopefully win. But we'll just have to wait and see uh, where the good Lord puts us. Well, I'll tell you what, the good Lord and, and, and your entire team and your family put you in victory lane on Saturday night, and it was a pleasure to interview you down there, Ronnie. My buddy Billy here, uh, Billy the Kid, he was up in the tower. He goes, and I said, you know, where's Ronnie from? And, uh, of course, we said Jacksonville. That's what Bill said. Anyway, um, he said, now, Joe, when he gets out, take a look at him. He looks just like Earl Pearson Jr. Everybody oh, said that to him. So I go down there, and I see your eyes through your helmet. And I'm thinking, all right, what am I going to say about EPJ? I mean, I don't want to insult this guy. This is his time, his time in the sun. And uh, I just mentioned it briefly. But you get that a lot, don't you? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I believe Earl kind of gets it. He gets a little bit, too, sometimes. Cause people, sure. I mean, just even at Speed Week stuff, I'll go to Brunswick or, or you know, just wherever and, uh, I have. People, I mean, I had a guy in Eldor in October. You know, and for an autograph, just come up to me and yeah, Earl, Earl, and I was like, oh, nice. man, you know, I get this back home enough. Uh, right. Earl, Earl's a friend of mine, and, and uh, we, we're only a couple of days apart in age, and went to the same high school together. And okay, um, so yeah, Earl's a great driver, and it, uh, you know, it's 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 not a bad thing to get called a not champion's name. No, no, That's it's right. not. So, would your uh, I was th- we were talking on. Uh, Saturday at the at the check-in window. Then you guys were talking about Ocala. You guys going to try to make the trip to Ocala a little bit on Fridays, or? Yeah, we would love to. And that, and Ocala would work out great for me. Like I was mentioning, uh, Don working over at the other track. Uh, right. You know, he's he's not working on Friday night, so we would we would love to. We'd planned on trying to go last week, uh, right, but unfortunately, yeah, Mother Nature. But yeah, I've ran there twice before. Uh, once during Speed Weeks this year, as a matter of fact. Um, and then I believe a, I think a few weeks later or something like that, uh, we we went there and ran and and broke something. Something broke on the car, but yeah, it's that's a cool track. That's a fun track to drive. I would love to go back there and race some more. So Ronnie Chance, go ahead, Bill. I wasn't gonna say that. Ronnie Chance, man, we we can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes. Uh, real quick, uh, you know you you're you're busy. I think we've got a a question for you here, real quick. And this question comes out of Tennessee, out of Dirt Racer number twenty. Um, just want some more information about a late model driver. But, Ronnie Chance, how instrumental are you in actually working on this race car uh, week in and week out? Uh, no offense to my car owners. Uh, I don't I don't ever see Bill. Uh, okay. fans, he, uh, he's very busy with his stuff. 
uh, Don Wilson, the other owner, it physically, uh, the car lives at his house and his big garage and stuff. Don's a great help. Um, but like I said, a lot of times he's gone, he's over at the other track. So I, I work on it mainly during the week a lot by myself. Um, I do, I do a, a lot of, a lot of the maintenance and then, uh, Bill Graham and up in Jacksonville, um, he, he helps me at the track, does a lot of tire work. He's worked with, you know, help Jason and a little bit of everybody. But I, I work on it a lot. I do a lot of work to that car by myself. And, and I don't mean, like I said, I don't mean that to sound like I don't get Not any help. But, uh, they're you just, get enough. the car owners are busy. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they put you in it. So, but, you know, that's kind of a good thing because you're so obviously in tune to this car. You guys are just dialed in together. You know, uh, certainly being a 13-year-old race car and you driving it uh, for several of those, I mean, you know what this car is all about. So I think the comfort level has got to be, you know, second to none with you and the car kind of uh, melding together. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's a great car, and uh, as a matter of fact, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to go to Illinois. I think next month, and they got to build that car. I'm gonna go up there, and he's gonna kind of the cockpit's a little tight, uh, right. and the halo and stuff was tight in it, and we made sure. some adjustments and redid it. And he's actually gonna build us a new car, and he's gonna kind of do some measurements around me with with his personal race car he has. Um, I'm thinking about a month, but yeah, I love I, I love the car. It's it's uh, like you said, you just—it's just kind of meshed together. Yep, absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, you meshed together at Volusia Speedway Park Saturday night, Ronnie Chance. Uh, thank you so much for taking a few moments and being with us on Dirt World. Uh, love to be able to tap into you here as you continue to visit Victory Lane. Hopefully, we can call on you uh, in the future. Anytime, anything I can do. Billy, we appreciate it, Mr. Uh, Ronnie Chance. I'm not Earl Pearson Jr. We appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> you know, enjoy your graduation Saturday night. We'll miss you at Volusia, but we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Sure enough. Hey, hey, Ronnie, we're going to come up with a nickname for you. So next time you're listening to the PA at Volusia, it'll be a good one. Be ready, baby. All right. I hope so. All right. All right. See you. Thanks, man. See you soon. All right. Ronnie Chance. Ronnie Chance is, uh, like I said before we had him on the radio or before we had him on the program, I met Ronnie at uh, Putnam County, just like I did a few other people, you know, a few years back. And he's a good race car driver. And it showed Saturday night. I actually, the reason why I asked him the question about winning a race at Volusia, I actually thought he won a race there about five or six or eight years ago, but I guess it's not. But to tell you that... There, and I've heard of him. But to know. tell you that he's only raced there three times and he's this been year. in victory. He's in victory lane after the third time. That's a pretty good deal. And yeah, look out. To be honest with you, they're kind of lucky that his daughter's graduating on Saturday yeah, or he might so. knock down that $1,000. Yes, sir, because, Billy, I mean, you know when a guy hits on something out there, he can go on a streak, buddy. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> you know, you, you hit on something out of Volusia, and you find what you need to find, and obviously, uh, you know, racing Jason there, uh, kind of give him a little bit of help, but, uh, you know, that that could be scary for the competition. But we look forward to seeing him back in the yellow number 7S, the McDonald's sponsor machine, out of St. Augustine, Florida, Ronnie Chance. Yeah, Ronnie Chance, uh, wishing the best of luck Saturday, and uh, we're going to sure miss him over there. But, uh, hey, no, I talked to, I just saw the phone with Matt Hartley. Oh, yeah, what's he doing? He's in a, he's kind of in a bad area, so we'll take a break and try to come back with Matt right after this. All right. Real Racing USA. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Naughty, naughty boy. 
Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? So crack open an ice cold Bud Light manhandler of the Scrambler, because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Bud Light beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Real Racing USA, and you're listening to Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Welcome back to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com with my good buddy Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt. This time we'll get it right. We know who we've got on the line. As we promised, ladies and gentlemen, this driver out of St. Augustine, Florida, driving the Team Hedrick, the Hedrick-powered number 66, picking up the win Saturday night at Volusia Speedway Park in fine fashion with us tonight, Mr. Matt Hartley. Matt, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Pleasure to be in Victory Lane with you Saturday night, man. You finally got it done. And, Matt, you have quietly ran well out at Volusia for, well, the past season and a half. And this year it looks like you guys have really found your swerve out there, no doubt. We've run good uh, Saturday night, but we've, we've struggled pretty bad all year. Uh, we run pretty good last year and end of the season, but I don't know what happened between end of the season and now, but we're hopefully we're getting back on track. Uh, Matt, you sure showed it Saturday night. I mean, to be able to best a field of 21 of, uh, man, we had some good ones out there. Of course, Chewy and that number 23 uh, looked like he might have had something, but it was just amazing to watch this 66. Matt, you know, one thing, a question that I have, and certainly Billy's got a whole uh, a wheelbarrow full of questions for you, but Hedrick, you know, we see so many premier engine builders and so many car manufacturers uh, here in the southeast. Hedrick, you guys kind of just kind of plug along by yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about Team Hedrick? Uh, yeah, he's a he's pretty known throughout uh, the drag racing, and he's done a lot of uh, goodies dash stuff. Okay. Um, he just uh, hasn't done a lot of local stuff because he did a lot of traveling doing engines and stuff the last five years or so he quit the traveling and started just doing customers that he's had in the past and and uh i kind of got him back into the local stuff around here i've run his stuff for about i don't know five years okay so i started back racing and uh had real good luck with his stuff his stuff makes real good power yeah. lasts good he's a great guy I, I couldn't do it without him you know, you talk about the power it makes. There's just something about your race car. There's just some mojo around this thing that you can tell it's different. I mean, the sound of it, just the way it looks, everything about this thing, you guys are going your own direction. There's no doubt about it, and, and you're, you're kind of blazing your own trail. But, you know, you can just tell. There's just a feeling that you get when you look at you in that car and you look at the car, you listen to the car. It's It's different than anything out there, man, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, it's a good, it's a good piece. Um, like I say, I, I don't have a lot of experience with the dirt, with the late model stuff. 
um, I kind of went from street stocks to right, right. sportsman and, and got into the late model stuff. And there's so many adjustments that you have to learn. And I've just uh, had a time learning them. I mean, we've won a couple races with the uh, Snow Brothers car that I, this my personal car. Right. Uh, uh, that's the 99. Yes, sir. That's the 99. Gotcha. Um, I, I still have it. And I, uh, this opportunity come up with uh, another fellow and, and um, Mr. Hedrick. And so they let me drive it. And uh, it's worked out pretty good. I just, I wish I could have done, I wish I could do better for them. But uh, I'm just learning the ropes on these things and, and uh, still got a lot to learn. We'll get it eventually, hopefully. Well, you know, you you talk about uh, from the beginning. You talked about uh, struggling at Volusia. I don't really think it's. You may think it's a struggle. I just think it, it's been a bit of bad luck. It, it don't look like uh, a struggle, man. I'll tell you that. Last me. season, there was. I want to say it was last year, year before. I know of at least three races that you were way gone. That you would have won. Way out front, and something happened late in the race. Not you didn't get past. Something happened. Yep. There was a couple times you you were going into three, and they were coming off of two. And as you come off of four, you drove straight in a pit area like you just give up on them. Yeah. We know something broke, but probably at least three times. And like I said, I believe it was last year, year before that 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 happened. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a matter of struggling. I think it's a matter that that, that maybe now the monkey's off your back and. And I think now Matt Harley's back to the to the form that he's been for the last couple of years. It was only two races or three races in with your black '99 car that you got your first victory at Volusia Speedway yeah, Park, that's right. and you were and you, and you were a threat then. So when guys see you sitting on the pit road on Saturday night, they know you are a threat to win anyway. That's right. But you do you uh, feel the same way or no? Uh, no, not really. Not not at my point of view. Um, there's a lot of guys that's way, way better than me. And I, like I say, I still got a ton of stuff to learn about these things. And, and nobody volunteers a lot of information. You know, <laughs> so, you, know, you know, got to kind of learn. I don't you faster than them. But I don't know about that. Uh, okay, we, well, you know, is that going you down Saturday? Well, like I say, every once in a while you get lucky. <laughs> Matt, you're too humble, man. Come on, dude. Seriously, from 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 our standpoint, outside looking in. Dude, we see you pull into that racetrack, and, and, and trust me when I no, tell you this. No, here, here's what we're going to do, Joe, okay? I'm in rare form this week. Bring it on. Here's what we're going to do. Next time he pulls that car in victory, I'm going to walk down there and tell him to get out, and me and you are going to get our picture taken with the car. He'd take his ass to the scale house by himself <laughs> <laughs> and just go down there and wait for the car. How's that sound? We'll throw champagne hey, all over Matt. each other. We'll hold the trophy. We'll swap the hat. You take a picture okay, with the hat. Okay. I'll take a picture with the hat, and we'll send him right Matt, to the scale house. Matt, you got to know Billy the Kid, and I think you know I him know. enough, right? Okay. okay. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have hung up by now. He beats me up every chance he gets. All know. right. Well, man, like I said, I mean, it's always good to be humble, but dude, you got to know that that those you know twenty other race cars looking at you Saturday night, they knew we have nothing for this dude. So you know, I think. It, like I said, hum, you know, being humble is, is very, very. It, it's important to be humble and modest. But buddy, give yourself some credit, man. You you guys are. It's, it's unbelievable what you accomplished Saturday night. Uh, well, like I say, you know, you get lucky every once in a while, and I, I guess Saturday night was That's our night. lucky trip. <laughs> maybe we'll, maybe we'll continue that streak. I hope so. We need some. Man, let's talk about. Uh, you talked about the car owner a little bit, and the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the horsepower by Hendrick. I didn't notice a whole lot more on that race car, and trust me, I was looking because you deserve to have that announced. But certainly, there's just uh, more more than you and Mr. Hedrick, right? Uh, no, that's about it. Um, wow. 
Yeah, like I say, you know, I, I kind of got him back into the local stuff a little bit. He wants to do a little bit. He's he's all about you know having good stuff and and so they they went and got this car and we put it together and and uh, the car come from Carolina Performance uh, Kip Cochran and uh, he's helped us a bunch. Uh, we couldn't you know couldn't do it without him. Uh, we wouldn't be as far as along as we are if it wasn't for him getting information from him. So he helps us a bunch and we appreciate that a lot. Right. Matt, we we talked about or we talked to Ronnie Chance, the modified winner Saturday night, and just what was going through his mind when you guys jumped out onto the racetrack for the first time in hot laps and saw just how how dusty this thing was. Uh, certainly, being able to keep up with the change in racetrack is is critical. Not only, of course, in the uh, sportsman division, but of course the late model. I mean, were you guys thrashing back there trying to make some some changes on this, or did you feel the track would come around like it did? No, we didn't make a lot of changes. Uh, we, just, I mean, I just kind of kept an eye on the racetrack to see what it was doing. And, and uh, I, one thing I've learned over the little bit of messing with this here is don't make changes too fast. You know, the next thing you you make a change and you look up the water track, water trucks on the track, and you go, uh oh, I might have <laughs> yeah. screwed up. So um, I, I kind of, I had to learn to kind of wait it out. And look kind of watch and see and you know I, in the past I've always you know I, I think we need to do this and we change a lot of things and all of a sudden something else comes up and then you go oh I just screwed up but it's too late then you know so but we didn't change a lot of stuff we we went um, basically um, how we got there I think we made one two changes all, all night and kept it in the ballpark but like I say, I don't. When you're not too smart on them, and you don't know a lot to do, really, what to do to them, you know, you, sometimes you're better off if you leave well enough alone. So, sure. And that kind of brings me to my next question: talking about, you know, you still learning um, in the late model division out at Volusia Speedway Park to kind of stay in line with the UMP sanctioned racetracks. You have a choice of two different tires versus the old days when you had a choice of four different tires. Are, are you guys okay with this, or? Does it matter to you at all, or can you find what you need out of these two-tire compounds? Uh, well, the biggest thing is the expense. And, I mean, everybody knows the economy is bad, and people don't have a lot of work. And, you know, uh, when you when you can buy a 21 or a 55 and you can go and you can race Golden Isle Speedway, you can race Volusia Speedway, you can race uh, Ocala, you, you can go to Lake City, you know, with one tire, right? Uh, when you when you set one racetrack with just two tires and nobody else is running, well, that to me that hurts that racetrack because you've got all these people with tires that run, uh, say Brunswick Golden Isles Speedway. There's a lot of cars from Jacksonville that come from Jacksonville that you know if Golden Isles is not running, they go Volusia. to Volusia, right. or if Volusia is not running, they go to Golden Isles. Uh, right. I, I really don't think it's a good rule, um, but, you know, who am I? <laughs> yeah, but the question is, can you find what you need on that racetrack with the choice that Volusia gives you, those two tires? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that, no question. Uh, they'll work. You know, what what they give you to run, there's no problem there. I, I just think it would be better if they went back to, you know, if they want to run the four tires, okay, um, but... I think you'd be better off 
and stayed with two tires and or four tires, what like they had, where people can move around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, uh, it's just the cost of everything. The UMP tire costs more than the than the spec tire. Sure, that hurts. Uh, you know, you figure your gasoline's eight fifty a gallon. That hurts. Now gas to drag this thing down there's two dollars and fifty cents a gallon. So, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they they try to. I, I think it would be good if they. You know, try to do all they could do to help the cost of of the racers. You know, to help. You know, can't put no show on without the racers. And so, if you can help the racers uh, any way you can, it it would be better for us. You know, put a little pressure on you now. We talked about. I talked to you Sunday night, and uh, we talked about the 14th annual Powell Memorial this Friday. I know you're going to try to make it the best you can. Uh, any more word on that? That we may see you in the house. I know you have some tires and. Also know you're working too, but uh, any chance of that maybe? Uh, we're still, you know, we're still trying. To, we're kicking it around, but I, I guess kind of got to go by uh, how my work is. Uh, right. Like I say, right now I'm I'm headed home from work. <laughs> so I work Matt, what, what, do you, <laughs> what do you do, Matt, if you don't mind? I do automotive repair. I have okay. my own business. I do mobile auto repair. Okay, good deal. So uh, I run around. And That's to, the uh, one that fixed the trailer. To the souvenir trailer that broke down, to they was on the yeah. way to Dirt Car National. Oh yeah, years ago. okay. And, and you and called him up there. I you called him up. Called him and, to go up and there. Matt went and fixed it for him. And, I'll be uh, dead. Wow, so that's kind of recession proof, Matt. You're doing okay with that, right? Um, you know, it's one week you're busy, one week you're waiting on the phone to ring. You know, right now, and it, it's definitely nothing like it was. But do you ever get down to Volusia County, Matt? Uh, no, not working. Um, okay, I, I have family. I have family down in Volusia, so I'm yeah, I come down there, and I've I've been to Volusia County Speedway my whole life. I mean, I, right, right, I grew, right. Up, grew up going there when I was two and three years old, and yep. uh, I started going to the races with Wayne Sugar when I was thirteen. I was, uh, wow. know, I was able to go in the pits with him, and he let me go with him, and that was you know thirteen. Oh, that's, old. that's the highlight right there of your life. That's, you think that's it? So. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. How many years would you guess that uh, Sugar Bear's been racing out there? One hundred sixty-four. Oh, Matt, uh, it's, like, it's like 40 years, isn't it? Yeah, 40, yeah, probably 40 years. Pretty close to 40 years, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's more than 40. I'm 38. He was racing before I was born. Yeah. So it's, it's way over, more than 40. It's, it's probably a little more than 40. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, he, he's seen it all, and he's done it all, and so he's, uh, he's been around. He's a, I enjoy Wayne a lot. He's, a, he's still a good, close friend of mine. Just as uh, fierce as ever, too, buddy. Oh, yeah. He's, he really is, he's man. He's telling wheels now. <laughs> yes, he is. Matt Harley, man, what a pleasure having you on Dirt World here for the first time, and uh, it's really a pleasure to have you on board. Again, uh, Victory Lane was exciting Saturday night. Uh, it was my privilege to be able to interview you down there, man. Uh, we want to get you back on Dirt World, but all you got to do is win again. We sure going to try. We're going. Hopefully we can get some more. We, we need them. All right, Matt Harley, thank you very much, man. Have a good evening. And uh, have a great weekend wherever it finds you, and we'll see you next time uh, out at the racetrack. Okay, thank you. Y'all have a good night. All thank right, you, Matt. Thanks. Good night. This uh, this guy Matt Harley's been a while, been around a while. And, sure has. Uh, I remember the Sportsman day. I remember when he, he went was, through the Sportsman, yep. and like I said, he brought his late model out, and he ran his late model a few times. And next thing you know, he's sitting in victory lane with the black ninety nine, and started turning heads, and people were like, "Man, where'd this guy come from?" But He's not. This ain't somebody that backed in the racing over the last couple of years. No, like he said, no, it ain't. No matter what he lets you, makes you sound. What, no matter, no matter what he makes it sound like.
Yeah, he, he's been around this. Yeah, he's a pretty good race car guy. He just uh, he he uh, he just don't like to take a lot of credit. He's very modest. Matt's always been that way, and he'll continue to be that way. But he is one of the ones that when you're standing in the pit area and you're talking, he is listening, yeah. and he is trying to learn because he wants to make himself better. You know, he you you, you can't you in a way you don't put him up there with the biggest name drivers in the sport, but. You have to put him up there with the biggest name drivers at the Volusia Speedway Park because he's been in Victory Lane there, and there's some guys ahead. And I know everybody likes, to, everybody would like to visit Victory Lane there, but you know, only one guy could win. You know, and right now the competition is as tough as it is, and and I think that with the late mall group that you have, there's only a certain few that hadn't visited Victory Lane. But you're right. You he know. showed up uh, last year with his 66. I'd never seen yeah. this race yeah, car in my was, life. You knew he was coming. Yeah. You said you were still working there. You said Joe, watch his 66. I said, who is that? You said, that's Matt Harley. He just pulled in and doing hot laps. Right. And I hadn't got any info yet. And I said, that's Matt Harley. You said, yeah, watch him. Buddy, he was unbelievably fast in this race car. That interview with Matt Harley is brought to you by Billy's Diecast. Billy's Diecast, check them out on the web. It's on Carnac.com, DirtWorld.com, and the UDLMCS.com. All your local favorite drivers, Joe, you know I've been working hard at this this oh, year so yes. far. I got all the new local drivers, all the 2009 paint schemes. Everything's about done. Get on the website. I got four pages now. Wow, four pages of diecast. I'm not going to mention any names. You get on Carnac. I got a uh, Jack put me a thing on Carnac. It's on UDLMCS. Get on get our, on dirt, our world page. dirt World page and click on there yourself and check them out. You can order them right online. Pay with your credit card. Take PayPal. Whatever you want to do. Any questions, well, server, just email us dirtworldshow at yahoo dot com or email uh, Carnac. But I will tell you they they're they're getting better and better. And oh yes, uh, I'm a little bit behind, but I will get caught up in the next two weeks. Let me, folks. Let me take a minute and just tell you when he says the local drivers are available, this is nothing short of an exact. And when I say exact, I mean exact replica, one sixty four, one twenty fourth scale of the actual late model that you see on the racetrack. He's all one twenty fourth, all unbelievable. The, the detail, suspension works, everything is everything. But to be honest with you, when that first started this deal last year, I was never skeptical about it because I'm a collector myself. This ain't something that you want to buy for your kid to push around or whatever. No, not at all. And, and if you decide to, that's your business. But the thing is, you, you look out and they look identical. I take pictures of these things, and I could take pictures, and if they weren't sitting on top of the white box that they come in, you'd think, think it was a live photo of that race car. Thank you. I would agree with that 100%. Billy also does modifieds, and folks, uh, we don't talk about it. It's a bad word on Dirt World, but... Asphalt cars. I've done a couple of asphalt cars. and Late models, folks. Yeah. Super late models on asphalt, and they are great looking. They take a little more work, but they're available. Yeah, they, it's uh, it's really picking up, and it's something that I enjoy doing, and we have a good time with it. And uh, I think from uh, starting this week, we'll do that local spotlight drive. We'll use them as a... That's a great idea. And we'll go from there. Great idea. Great way to do it. But once again, Billy's Diecast Center, available on Carnac.com, RealRacingUSA.com, the page that's uh, Dirt World. Uh, you know, you check out the shows on the, uh, the, the, the Karnak and go right to it. You'll see Billy's Diecast Center. Folks, unbelievable detail. Very reasonably priced. These are ADC blanks. Just call on the front page. I do it. Ivan and Lloyd. That, of course, is the Snow Brothers number 21. Ivan and Lloyd on the cover of the June edition of Dirt Lake Model. That very car is available from Billy's Diecast Center. Very reasonably priced as well. Check them out, everybody. No doubt. Tell you what, Billy, we wanted to only do an hour, but I do think we need to get Mike. So you want to jump away for a moment? Yeah, we, we, Mike well, I was only worried about doing hours. I was I was already going to rent the Prelude to the Dream, but since oh, okay. right now, we could do this right. all night if we keep Jack right. awake. Yeah. Jack, you good? Yeah, I'm good. It's actually, it's UnitedDirtLateModels.com. And I'll tell you, um, I, I mean, I looked. You know, I put these things on here for Billy, and I, I tell you, I look at them and I go, these cars look really cool. I mean, there's Jeff Matthews, Mark Whitener, 
Jack Nosbich, I mean, uh, uh, Ivan and Lloyd, Richard Ferry, Stanton Mills. There's some cool cars on here, man. There really are. And, and like you said, I mean, these are the... These are the exact scaled-down replicas of what you see on these local racetracks. You've got a favorite driver. What better way to, uh, to show your support of that driver picking up one of these great late models? All right, one. Mike Peters, when we come back. You got it, Jack. I'm sorry. following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Billy, I wish you put some dirt on something. I don't care what, just do something for a change. Thank you. This is Doughboy Williams. You're listening to, you're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World, uh, on Real Racing USA. Billy, please put dirt on something and get off your butt and do something. Billy. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pourer. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pourer. What do you do with a master's degree in art history? You get a nose ring and pour coffee for a living. Pour it on now. Why is it called a latte? Maybe because it costs a latte. And it takes a latte time to make. A whole lot of latte. Someone ordered a cappuccino? Step aside. Let the man who works the milk foamer take over. Step aside. Sure, you charge five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's putting that tip jar out that takes real guts. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, guru of the ground roast. It's not the caffeine that gives us the buzz. It's you. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop. Bud Light Beer at Isaac Bush for Collins, Colorado. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com.
And it is time to get back to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Back with you on Dirt World, our Wednesday night motorsports talk show heard exclusively on RealRacingUSA.com with my good buddy Billy the Kid. My name is Joe Dirt. It's been a great program so far. We've already talked to, of course, the number 99 of Matt Hartley, former sportsman driver at Volusia Speedway Park, graduating into the late models, picking up the win Saturday night in that Hedrick-powered number 99. Of course, 66. Of course, uh, the 7S of Ronnie Chance, the driver out of St. Augustine, Florida, also picking up his win in the Budweiser Modifieds. And as we promised, the destroyer, we like to call him, from Dillion Springs, another victory for the driver of the Hammer Custom Cabinets, Dardry Enterprises, Number double zero car from Dillion Springs, Florida, Mr. Sean Doherty. Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are y'all? Fantastic. Sean, thanks for taking a few minutes. We had you on trackside tonight a couple of uh, weeks ago. You took the invitation that we put on the trophies and called us. But you're going to see, Sean, this show is uh, considerably different than the Monday night installment. This thing is generated by dirt, dirt drivers like yourself. And uh, when you make it to Dirt World, then you're really doing something. <laughs> afternoon we we talked just a little bit just pretty much a brief passing hello how's it going you talked about trying to overcome some mechanical difficulties with the race car despite knowing that this is a car that could win each and every saturday night certainly with your skill set and what you're able to accomplish out there hell what you've accomplished in the past you you know what it takes out there you just wanted sounded like you wanted this car to stick together for you you said, look, Joe, we're going to do everything we can to visit Victory Lane, but this thing's got to stay together. A uh, little known fact that, that that car was even experiencing trouble over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, we just, um, you know, every every racer goes through it. You do everything you can not to have mechanical breakdowns. Some things are out of your hand, and, and I had them back-to-back with two different shows, and, and uh, I got them corrected and was able to get back to Victory Lane. And uh, I would I would have been happy with a top four top four top five finish, and I was able to win. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's real hard in in my division. The, the playing field has stepped up quite a bit. For sure. And, and I'm able to to still run up front in the, in the top four or five every week. And uh, there's there's ten cars in my class that can win every week on a yeah. given night. Most definitely. Sean, looking at the weather that has taken place right there, your local boy, uh, you know just what the track has gone through uh, over the past couple of weeks with the insurmountable amount of rainfall. But we, we were looking at the racetrack, and, you know, both were pretty much in agreement that this is not going to be a very good night for anybody. And certainly, when you guys took to the racetrack for your hot laps, and I've already discussed this with our other two guest drivers tonight, you had to be thinking, man, this is absolutely crazy. And just take us through what was going through your mind when the, you know during the Dust Bowl. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting after having 25 <laughs> inches of rain. But right. I made some adjustments at the shop to try to compensate and and get ready for what I thought would be a rough racetrack, very muddy racetrack. And when we got there, that wasn't the case. It was it was dry because the track crew was scared to put any water on it, and I can understand why. And and the best, you know, my hats off to the crew. They, the, the track didn't come apart. It, I know some of the fans didn't like it in hot laps because it was very dusty, and uh, they put a little water on it, and, and it settled the dust down, and we had we had a real good racetrack. No holes, no ruts, and I don't think we tore up very many cars in any division, which is always a plus. 
and you know it's been raining. I live right down the street from the racetrack, and and it's been raining here for four hours now. Yeah, it's supposed to rain for the next three days, so who knows what we're going to have Saturday night? Sure, sure. And now let's let's kind of move on and and, and talk about the racing itself. He race was good to you, but the feature. Man, it was you in that P7 all P4. night long, P4. Man, what am, where am I going with these numbers tonight? You're bad. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm looking at Ronnie Chance's number. Anyway, you in the P4 of, of course, David Clegg. Uh, you guys obviously, you know, a couple of local business owners. You work together. Uh, you know, being business owners, you, you, you work together at the racetrack quite frequently, sharing information, pitting next to each other. But you guys are inches apart, no touching. That had to be, if nothing else, one of the funnest events you've been involved in. Oh yeah, um, it just to run with the P4. The P4 has been so dominant over the last couple of years. When he shows up, you got to step your game up because they've had their program top notch and um, a lot of hard work. And I was able to run with you know me and him had a for 17 laps we were door to door, and and we never touched. We had a good show, and from my understanding, second. Second through about eight was back behind us just a little bit, but they were door to door and two, three, yep. or four wide. So yep. um, I, I'm just glad for the fans. I mean, I know, I know from when I used to watch, it's terrible when one guy drives off from the field and wins, and then everybody else is bottled up racing. I'm just glad that to be able to run with him, but he didn't think the show up, or I'm glad he was there since I was such, so good the other night, which don't happen rarely that that good, that, that he ran with me, so so we had a pretty good show up front also. You know, you talked in Victory Lane about uh, outrunning the P4, outrunning the 21, outrunning this, well, you didn't really mention a 67, but the 67 who's had a couple wins this year. You know, Sean, you're exactly right. You're You're one of the few drivers that go there and can outrun those guys on any given, not any given Saturday, but, you know, you, you seem to have your stuff together the most. You're the most consistent. You know, Saturday we find you and Clegg battling for the lead, but, you know, uh, Sean, well, I mean, not Sean, but uh, uh, Shane was a little bit further back in the pack. But, you know, you talk about that in Victory Lane Saturday about being able to outrun those guys. And it's a tough, this is the toughest sportsman field I've seen in a long time. But, you know, what's it mean to, to, to go there and know that on any given week the competition could be so thick that you could very well find yourself fifth, sixth, or seventh in the same mix that they were in Saturday. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, it, it happened to me a couple weeks ago when, you know, the money was on the line and, and those guys stepped their program up and I had mechanical failures and struggled all night. And, I mean, you just take it as you can and do the best you can with it. But to outrun, those two cars have been the class of the field when the money's on the line and when they're at the racetrack. And uh, that was the first time that I've been able to run with or outrun the P4, and I wasn't, I didn't do it by being lucky. I mean, I started up front beside him. That may have been lucky, but he started right there with me. We were both on the front row, and we led, we led all 20 laps between him and I. And, I mean, it's just. I'm, I'm, my program's pretty good right now. I had a little, you know, the track was good. Everything just fell into place the other night, and we had a heck of a race between us. And you just got to stay there. It's it's hard work. I've worked on my car all week long, going over it and changing a few things, trying to get a little bit better because who knows what's going to happen next week when we get there. And, and Sean, it, it, it it's almost like a solo effort. I mean, I know you had Woody helping you there for 
quite a few years in the in the hobby stock, and of course he's helped you in the sportsman. But man, I look down there, and it's pretty much just you anymore, man. What's going on? Well, it's just yeah. Woody used to come with me, and now he's got his own program. He's helping this uh, Aaron Margnus out, uh, right, right, rookie driver, and they're doing they're doing very well. I mean, his plate's full, helping him out, getting him started racing. My dad comes with me and helps, you know, does what he can and helps me. And other than that, it's me on my own, and it's tough. I mean, I like racing. You know, economy's bad, and all my sponsors, pretty much all of them, have, have you know, they've had to pull ship on me, and I understand I'm, as a business owner. And I'm just trying to – I'm pretty much racing week to week. And with them mechanical breakdowns, I was real close to not being able to continue, but I'm trying about the time – Something happens, I get a, I get a little break here and there, and I'm able to continue. And main thing is not tear up anything. That's the main thing that keeps me coming back week to week. If if I don't wreck and don't don't tear up something, you know, I was fortunate when I had those mechanical issues. I got put in them, you know, I put myself in a hole, started in the back of the field, and got into a wreck. Not my doing, nowhere to go, and tore up the car. But I had everything in the shop to fix it because. Right now, the way the economy is, it's just I don't have the money that I had a few years ago, like a lot of people, to race on, and I'm trying to do it with how I perform on the racetrack. It has been working pretty good for me, and hopefully it can continue to work out the rest of the year. Now, the one thing that we talked about on the phone was uh, it was very good to see your daughter in Victory Lane with you Saturday night. And yeah, it to was. To see her that was turn cool. and um, get a kiss from her dad, who yeah, was man. just a proud papa and was in Victory Lane, it seemed like... Yesterday, that uh, Sean Daugherty was on the top of the she was on the top of the race car on your on your blue. You painted the car blue the week she was yep. born. You put a big picture of her on top of that the car. It just seems like yesterday now to see her in Victory Lane, man. It's just uh, it's just something. Yeah, she's turned five years old, May sixth. Wow, already. Wow, it's been a lot of racing here and there, and since she was born, and I, she didn't come to the races till she was probably almost. 10, 12 months old, somewhere right in there, and she has not missed very few since then. Awesome. Um, I think I may have won one or two races at Putnam that she wasn't there, and I've run Ocala a couple times that she wasn't there, and other than that, she's been everywhere, her and my wife. Wow. Support me, and and they like racing, and, and they go every everywhere I go, they go. And But it it is good. I used to try to give those trophies away because, I don't have no room for them. I try to give them to some kids in the grandstands or whatnot that aren't as fortunate to have some things like my daughter's involved in. And but right. now she's old enough, she don't want to give those trophies up. She wants to take them home. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool, Sean. I mean, true family affair. Your sister congratulated you in victory lane as well. That was really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, my sister was there. She and my dad and. And uh, my mom usually comes some, but my aunt's in bad shape, and, and she's been taking care of her. And, and uh, you know, it's just, but it's a solo event as far as working on it. It's yep. just a lot of work, and, and I appreciate my dad and my wife and daughter and all of them supporting me and helping me when they can, and and I just like it. I like I like going there whenever everything goes good. It just makes it easier, and then to be able to top it off to win one, um it, it's really it's it's really nice. This is a, a good feeling when you could outrun the quality of cars that I have to race against every Saturday night. When you when you win one, let alone three, yeah, it's a good feeling. John, let's talk about. I mean, Volusia Speedway Park is blessed to have like what Billy said, perhaps one of the most competitive 
sport, and you've said it as well, one of the most competitive sportsman's fields we've seen in quite a few years. Ocala Speedway reached out uh, last season to try to pull some sportsmen to really try to begin this uh, division perhaps over at Ocala. Uh, it was met with, well, less than a cooperative effort. Then, of course, this year they reached out again. It was a little bit better, but what, what's holding the sportsmen back at Ocala, in your opinion? Uh, the owner of the racetrack. Um, you know, the good thing, Volusia, Volusia pays pretty good money, and, and um, you know, you have a show, a special event, and it's a one-time deal with nothing else, and a lot of a lot of people are, are strapped right now, and, and they can't run two racetracks. Even though we were off at Volusia that week, you still have to change your car and do some things, but, but you know, a lot of people, including myself, went over there, and, and, and the pay wasn't, wasn't what we thought it was going to be, and... and um, I don't really agree with the with the race race this week off next week theory that that these all these racetracks are going to. Um, I'm I'm going into a five week stretch here at Volusia and then we're off. We race once in July. But do you, do you Ocala, think that's detrimental uh, to you guys and you're unable to kind of keep your keep your momentum going? Or because well, I can tell you, Sean, their their mindset is to give you what they think you want, which is a break and try to save some money. Well, it's. It's two ways. Um, yeah. Having weeks off is nice to do other things with the family, but on the same token, some people are going to realize, well, there is more to this than racing, which we haven't seen that, yet. That's like, right. well, we've had we've got 20 to 30 cars at Volusia every week in my division, yeah. and and um, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a blessing to have a, night, a time off here and there, but then... Like Volusia had it was off the the 16th, and it rained out the 30th, so they were off for two weeks. And you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's it's rough. You know, you get fans that start coming and watch watch a, a division that's got a full field that they haven't had a full field in years, and then you start giving them weeks off. Well, then fans find something else to do, and they don't Driver. come back, or they miss a week, or something like that. I, I don't I don't know which is good and which is bad. I understand and, they're trying to help the drivers, but I just I just really don't know which is good and bad. And Sean, you're not the only one in in this in, in in any division that has said this. I mean, there's been several drivers that have voiced the same concerns. And uh, what can I say, man? I, I just I hope it uh, I hope it doesn't work out to, for the worst. But uh, I think right now we'll just take what we have and enjoy uh, you know this particular division as long as we possibly can, and uh, uh, hope that it all works out. I can tell you. Wholesale changes are on the horizon for 2010, and uh, they're all positive. Right, and, and you know, it's, you know, we've got a, a full field in about every division at Volusia, and I can't afford to go race anywhere else right now. And, and um, you know, I'm up in the air about what I'm, you know, the points deal. I just want to race, and if you do good, you end up in a points battle because points come as you're there. And you know I'm there, and I've I've won three already this year, which I'm fortunate to do to do, and hope I can win more than that. But um, it, it's just there's there is a phenomenal group of cars in my my division in my Definitely. class every week. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like the P4 and the 21 and me or the 67 is dominant. We're not by that. You know, there's. The 99 could win any week. The 007 fast. The 29. Oh, yeah. You know, the, there's there's more than that, that that just don't come to mind. The 10 car, he you know, he's second in points. He runs. Oh, good. yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a, there's 
There's ten cars every hey, week. The top about, ten cars could win. How about that 80, man? He dusted this new car off. He brought it out there. Now Paul looks like he might give you guys a little little full plate out there. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the 80. You know, he's, he just started racing, just got his car back. You know, another uh-huh. victim of financial difficulties, trying to get yeah. a new car going. And, um, and he, you know, we got, you know, a bunch of, you know, Kenny Hall's been running real good oh, yeah. and strong. Yep. You know, we got a bunch of good cars and, and good drivers in there. We got a bunch. We got a, we got probably five to seven new drivers in the division that are trying to get their stuff yep. up to par and get their cars handling right. And it's it's a tough division. I mean, the late models are the same way. It's just, and you know, they're the only the modified. You know, all three of those divisions got tough, good cars. To deal with it, you know, I'd hate to be in any three of them divisions starting out. I've been in the hobby stock in the back when I started racing and got mine going because it used to be a tough class, and now, oh, yeah. now it's kind of dwindled away a little bit. But a lot of them hobby drivers have have come up to the sportsman division. You know, there's another one comes to mind. You know, Pixar. Yeah, you know he. You know they got good equipment. They had a little bit of bad luck at the beginning of the year, and they're trying to recover from that. But they've hey, had he's close to. Yeah, he's yeah they've had some real good runs. I mean, I kind of stole one from him yeah. a couple wins ago, and he ended up second. But, right. you know, just cars like that, and you don't never know what's going to happen. The track changes, and it's just, it, it's fun. The track Saturday night not being rough, not being muddy. We I raced for, me and David raced for 20 laps door-to-door and didn't touch each other. You know, and, and had a had a good race, and I don't, I, I really don't think, out of the three cautions we had, I think they were all um, one-car incidents. Yeah, they were. They were. So, I mean, that's that's pretty hard to do on a track like the other night because it was real slick. By the time we got out there, the late models had slicked it up for us, which I like it when it's slick. Well, Sean Doherty, man, thank you so much for not only talking about Saturday night, but sharing your insight into sportsman racing and well-held short track racing throughout the uh, several different racetracks here in Florida. It was a pleasure to have you on Dirt World, and, and I know for a fact we'll have you on again. All it takes is to collect another one of those feature win hats. <laughs> well, I hope Saturday night I'm back there again. I know my competitors don't, but I sure do. That's right. Sean Doherty, thank you so much for being on Dirt World, my man. Thank you, guys. Have a good All night. Right, buddy. See good night. You know, uh, touching on what Sean said and, and working on schedules like we talked about before, the one thing that... Uh, Sean has to understand, and I didn't want to say anything while he's on the phone because I didn't want to get an argument match with him. But the one thing he has to understand is that class was way down last year. Yeah, it was nights you only had. We only had nine or ten cars. That's true. And you got to understand when you start putting a schedule together for a racetrack, you don't put it together in March. You put it together the year before. You have to have that planned out for next season. And I think that's one of the reasons why the sportsman class has as much time off as they do. And it seems like they flip flop now. Now you go from. They they had nine or ten now they have twenty where your hobby stock or street stock class might be around the ten or twelve car mark now yeah you, you understand where I'm coming of course. yeah because some of the hobby stock guys moved up now yeah but you know anytime you have a race facility that has six classes where you could very well run six classes a week you don't want to run six classes a week and for the racetrack not not just financially but for a racetrack standpoint you don't want to have six classes a week. So you either have to generate this thing around five classes or somebody right. has to take a night off. That's right. Um, and like I said, when you make this schedule, you don't understand or you don't know there's going to be 24 sportsmen. The only thing you can do is kind of like Ocala Speedway does. He makes half the schedule 
the first half of the year, and then he could change things later in the year. In other words, if we were running sportsmen and we only had nine, he could give him more time off the second half. But, you know, that's what Sean has to understand. Sean has to understand, too, that, and I understand as a racer standpoint, the one thing that these guys have to understand is right now the guys that are winning are guys that are running competitive in the top five or guys that are making money. In other words, if it, if it only costs them $25 to get in the gate, they go in there, they win, they win, they make money. I mean, if it pays, say it pays, just say it pays four hundred dollars to win. You made three hundred seventy-five dollars that night, so that's a good profitable night for you. Of course, you want to race every week if you're making money. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that he is. I'm not saying how much it costs for tires, how much it costs for fuel, how much it costs you to get in there. People, but you have to understand that sometimes people can't do it every week. So I think that's why you see the schedule changes that you do. And I think you know, late models, late models, uh, with all the big races going on. I think the Volusia Square Park wants to see the late model guys be able to branch out and go get the money someplace else. That's, a, that's, that's you know, so when true the right big there. Money's, when the big money's on the line, why not let them go get it? But, and, and you know what? With that said, that's not I being feel, greedy. You no, know, it's not being greedy. Right. But with that being said, from my standpoint as a spectator, and I look at myself as a spectator, right. I'm not seeing a whole lot of late model racing in Volusia this year. Well, that's all I'm saying. Well, you look I at, wish it wasn't like right. that, but I know why they're but doing you, it. But you also look, too, you also look back like, like last month ah. you're off – in, in May, you're off, or whatever it is, you're off two weeks. She takes off, and, and you can't blame for that. When no, the, not at all. Next Hill Cup, it gives you a break. It gives it gives the employees a break. It gives the racers a break. And the same way in July, you don't want to compete against the Pepsi 400 in July. Not at all. You don't want to compete the against the All-Star Race. Yeah, you don't want to compete don't against that deal. You didn't want to compete. You don't want to compete against Bristol in August. You no. know, you have to sit back and understand that it's fine, Joe, if you have a if you have 85 race cars in the pit area, but it ain't good if you got 85 people in the grandstand. That's, that's not good, I and mean, that's what pe- that's what the racer has to understand. You need the fans. You need that part because no matter what, you need to you need to make that money that that helps you on that side of the fence as well. And that's, that's what's important. And that's what I'm saying. The racer has to understand that sometimes it's better to take take a couple weeks off or take a week off. And you can't help it. We all know the rainy season in Florida. We all know it's going to rain. Just like he said, it's been raining out there for four hours right now. It's supposed to rain for three straight days. We understand that's how it rains every day in Florida now. So you know what? If you have this week off. And it gets rained out the following week, so you got two weeks off. Don't complain about it. I mean, you can't control Mother Nature. It is and, what it is. And, and that's the general consensus is they realize that. Yeah, but they, but you, you have oh, to. You still hear it. Yeah, oh yeah, you hear it all the time. But well, why do we? We could have raced last week, but we yeah. were scheduled to have off. They, listen, when they yeah. scheduled them weeks off, they didn't know it was going to rain the following that's Saturday. Right. Yeah, those those dates are off. They're yeah. off. We don't yeah. reschedule. Yeah. Even forget about it. Hey, that. Billy, I want to take a moment. Your buddy out of Tennessee, uh, Dirt Racer Twenty, uh, he had a question. He'd like us to get. DJ Myers on the show. He's uh, a driver out of the Hagerstown, Maryland area. So we're going to try to work on DJ Myers. I know Dirt Racer 20 likes to listen to the program. Also, I uh, reached out to uh, anybody on the email that would uh, perhaps have a question for one of our drivers. Well, uh, this didn't come in until after Ronnie Chance was gone, but uh, Dirt Racer 20 had a question. I don't know if he's going to Kentucky Lake. That's exactly right. Yeah. What are you looking at it over there? No, huh? no. I just knew. What the question, on your phone? I just knew what the question was going to be. How did you know that? Because that's a that's a big deal. That Kentucky Lake modified deal. Yeah, it's the I, Battle I, of the Mods. Yeah, and you want to know it, and we'll find out for you during. I'll find morning. out. Yeah, Sean, I'll find out from Ronnie and uh, and I'll and I'll let you know, my friend. But yeah, a lot of the guys from down here want to try to go. I don't know if Ronnie's been there before or not, but you know that's uh, that's one of the big deals up there at Kentucky Lake. Most definitely, want to take a moment and certainly thank Matt Hardley, Ronnie Chance. Uh, tried to get Mike Peters and Rick Esselman. Didn't work out tonight. I uh, want to thank Sean Doherty, uh, Dirt Racer 20, joining us on the email tonight, and everybody that listened to Dirt World on, on uh, RealRacingUSA.com. The Dream is on Saturday at Eldora Motor Speedway, but the Florida Dream, the 14th annual Powell Memorial, 
It is on Friday night at America's Dirt Track, Ocala Speedway, right off uh, County Road 25 and 326, just north a couple of miles. Don't miss this one, folks. If you've not been to Ocala yet, now is the perfect weekend to visit America's Short Track, uh, America's Dirt Track, right there in Ocala, Florida. It is the fourth exit heading north on U.S. or on uh, Interstate 75, the final Ocala exit. That's uh, State Road 326. Take it uh, just about a quarter mile, a couple of lights down to State uh, County Road 25. Go north on 25, and there's Ocala on the left-hand side. This is the big one. you got to make it. It's the 14th annual Powell Memorial. Then on Saturday night, in the uh, right across the forest in Barberville, Florida, just, 50, or just five miles east of State Road 17 on State Road 40 in Barberville, Volusia Speedway Park is back in action for $1,000 for the quality brands Budweiser, Modifieds, and $500 for the triumphant return of the mini stocks. You can see me uh, Friday on Ocala Speedway for the 14th Annual Powell Memorial, and Saturday I'll take a brief night out of retirement, be in the flag stand at Volusia Speedway Park. Man, we forgot show. to talk about that. So you did? Okay, good deal. I waited, good deal. I waited till the end of the announcement. Going to flag for him Saturday night. Good deal. Uh, been a while since I was in the stand, actually two speed weeks ago. But the, Yeah, man. You can hear me Friday night at Ocala and still continue to hear me Saturday night in the big chair at Volusia Speedway Park. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what, Joe? What? Billy. Yes. Got to remember, Friday night, if you live in Georgia and you can't get through uh, Ocala Speedway, Real Racing USA will carry the race live. Live broadcast. So, so I look forward to that, Jack. I'll be there, my man. And we have uh, we have Kevin Durden at eight to one right now. Oh wow. Okay. Eight to one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Jack Smith. Thank you for pressing all the right buttons. For Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. Folks, get some dirt on your dog. Get some dirt on your face. Good night, everybody. At the races.